0: Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Michael Caine. You may know me from films such as Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises, Inception, The Kingsman, Now You See Me, Interstellar, The Prestige, Austin Powers Goldmember, The Italian Job... What So do. Get Carter, dirty rotten scoundrels, Sleuth. educating great uh, Sir, sir, uh, Alfie.
1: Okay, uh, Mister Harry
0: Brown. Yes. Uh, what, what are you What are you doing, sir? I believe I'm just giving a list of my movies so that your audience knows
2: who they're listening to. Mister Mister Kane, I Batman do. Batman begins. Mister Kane, I have a the question. Dark... I have a question. I have a question, Mr. Kane. if that's okay. Yes, sir. Um, do you Did you hear about the Michael Kane blow-up doll by chance? I don't know this one. Well, evidently it's so realistic that the ego inflates itself. Funny, because much like that doll, you can go f*** <laughs> yourself. Oh, oh my gosh, did he just storm out? Yeah, I think he did. I, oh my gosh. I mean, we were never going to get started at this point. <laughs> that's true Yeah, he was that a, guy kind
0: of, is a little uh, full of himself I uh, think yeah I
2: know yeah I mean he's a great actor but come on I mean that was just a little much don't you it's think too much too much <laughs> well now that that's over Shh, with we sorry can, listeners yeah, yeah sorry if you're Michael Caine fans I, I hope that I didn't offend anyone uh, you mean, offended him well I mean that's fine because we needed to get this podcast started yeah we couldn't yeah so it's nerds with Mike's not IMDB yeah exactly <laughs> so Welcome to this episode of Nerds with Mics. This is episode six. Yeah. Are we doing something got right? It, man. Are we doing something right? Number six. Our numbers. We're doing yeah. something. Yeah, I can't say that it's right, but we're doing something. <laughs> so we'll welcome everyone. Um, if it's morning, noon, night, you know, whenever you're listening, we appreciate you stopping in. <laughs> stop on in, guys. Yeah, stop on in. Hang out. Yeah, everyone it,
1: knows your name here.
2: Yeah. Just the three of Cheers. us and you. Yeah, just that sounds like the intro to a bad movie, just the three of us and you, you know. so that's really strange. All right, well, let's uh, not waste any time, um, so let's talk about uh, what we've been up to. Justin, why don't you start us off?
1: Uh, I have not been up to much. Uh played a little bit of Doom with you just the other day, yesterday, in fact, and that was awesome. I played a little bit of Overwatch, but when I say a little bit, I mean a little bit. I haven't got to put a lot of time into either one.
2: Yeah, myself, uh, I've really been diving into uh, Doom. Uh, it was one of those games where I was a fan of the older ones, but I just wasn't sure if it was going to be one of those games that I was still interested in playing. And per Maxwell's recommendation of him kind of talking about the game before it came out and some of the stuff that he's seen, I decided to pick it up, and boy am I glad I did. It's a great game. It's uh, It can be a little hectic at times, which you know, Justin, seeing some of the stuff that, that we've played through. Um, but I really really like it uh, one of the big things I like about it Maxwell I don't know if you knew this or not but uh, there's a there is a mode in the game called snap map that actually allows you to create your own maps uh, and you can you're also connected to a network that allows you to be able to download other people's maps uh, and also their game modes so you you know there's an infinite amount of you know things that you can do in the game as far as that mode is concerned. Oh, that's um,
0: fantastic. That's really a good way to take on some of the newer things that games are starting to develop.
2: Yeah, yeah, I complete, I completely agree. So, uh, other than that, I have played some. I have played some Overwatch. I haven't gotten heavily into the game. I've been going through the uh, the tutorial or the training and just doing practice modes and figuring out what characters I want to play. Um, But, you know, oddly enough, I didn't think I was going to like that game because it's strictly multiplayer only, and I don't generally get into those games. But the gameplay mechanics are really fun. It just is a fast-paced game. It's easy to pick up and play if you only got a few minutes to play. Um, So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. So, Maxwell, what about you? I know that you haven't had much time to play games, but, you know, what else have you been, you know, doing down there and... 3.05. 3.05. Uh, yeah. Uh,
0: whenever I get off work, uh, cause that's all I've kind of been doing since our last podcast, I just come home and I spend a couple hours watching, um, just stupid stuff like, uh, adventure time. <laughs> I just need something that my brain can become mush and just not have to think about stuff.
2: I've never seen a single episode of adventure time. I haven't either. Is it awesome? Well,
0: you're missing a lot. Oh. It's actually, yeah, it's, it's honestly, it's really good. I, I've, uh, been pooping stuff
2: <laughs> that's that that's really uh, that's really odd uh, weird thing to do say. You, do you uh, prefer if, yeah. it over spongebob square pants or poop in your What's pants that? i guess <laughs> you're gonna tell us you want to cut this but the yeah. conversation's going so well i yeah. just don't We're know i'm not cutting this <laughs> <laughs> and uh,
0: boom boom. <laughs> and boom in my pants <laughs>
1: Uh, maxwell do you have a bathroom emergency you need to take care of do i have a what a bathroom
2: emergency you need to take care of
0: nope it's already over
2: oh jesus (laughs) all right well you just gotta sit in disappointment the rest of this podcast um one more thing (laughs) uh i actually forgot to
1: mention this what i've been playing i've been playing the legend maker uh alpha on their kickstarter page have you played
2: that i actually did download the the alpha uh which, oddly enough, it's the first Kickstarter campaign that I have personally seen with an actual demo that you can actually download mm-hmm. yeah. and play, and you don't even have to you know, donate at first to get that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a really good move on the developer's part, yeah. um, being able to have something tangible in your hands that you're able to actually play and check out yep. before you even decide to donate. I think that's a really bold move on their part, and you know i'm really enjoying it thus far
1: yeah and he's actually going to stop by for an interview uh, later on in this episode i'm going to ask him about that or maybe you will i don't know one of us will ask him one about the us. demo
2: yeah one of us will but i'm 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 really interested to see, to hear what he has to say because you and i neither and maxwell none of us are developers we don't you know have an idea of what that's like no. so i think it's going to be really interesting to find out you know you know what it's like to actually build a game with a small team? I think maybe they have a team of six. I think, uh, but yeah. maybe that's something you know we'll get into later on in, in during the interview. So I'm yeah. kind of excited.
1: Yeah, and you can still donate to their Kickstarter, and I I suggest that you do check out Legend Maker on Kickstarter. And I think it is what till June 13th, June 12th.
2: Yeah, I think it's June June 12th or June 13th. Oddly enough, right when E3 starts, I think is when that campaign ends. Um, their goal is forty thousand dollars because they're trying to do it with without having to go to a publisher it's something that they want to uh you know do themselves and put out themselves i think right now currently i think out of the forty thousand dollar goal i think they're sitting at seven thousand dollars is what they're currently at and the uh the campaign on kickstarter actually ends on june 13th so make sure that you show your support um i'm i'm really into indie developers you know small people that are making uh you know, new games, you know, some of the, some of the most recent games I've played have been from small studios and I really, really respect, you know, that, you know, that, uh, that foundation that are trying to build and do it all on their own. I think, I think a lot of times if you can make a game and keep uh, a big, a big studio out of it, I think a lot of times there's a, a lot of interesting stories to be told. So I'm pretty excited for it. All right. So, uh, without any further ado, let's, uh, get into news. We're, um, we're trying to get a better control of our, our format, of how we kind of do things, so we're going to kind of group all of our topics together. Uh, so we're going to cover some uh, some movie news. So, uh, Maxwell, you want to take over that?
0: Uh, indeed I do, sir. Uh, so, big announcement for next year. Uh, there's actually a lot of them, but what we're going to talk about today, we have Transformers The Last Knight is the official title. Ooh. Um, so there was a teaser with Optimus, or with... Uh, Megatron, and he looks very different from the teaser. Uh, it's really just his face, but the premise of this movie is going to be Optimus Prime searching the galaxies for the Quintessens, who was uh, supposedly the creators of the Transformers race. Um, but from the teaser, the big announcement that they have posted is the fact that Megatron will return. Yeah, because of fantastic.
2: The, yeah, because in the last movie, I mean. They basically used his dead body to create basically um galvatron know, yeah galvatron, so this so we haven't actually seen him since the third transformers movie is that right
0: uh I don't know because his movies are so yeah. over the top that I you know I, I just have kind of lost yeah uh, some of his
2: now is this taking place after um is this a continuation after the last transformer movie? have they directly said?
0: Right, I, I think they've already put Mark Wahlberg back in, and there is talks that they're going to bring some people from the other movie. Like, um, oh my God, was that guy's name um, T.J. Miller? No, he he no. died in the last one. Never no, that, yeah, he became some kind of molten stuff. Uh, no, I don't remember his name. Oh well, Th- that's fine. Uh, uh, Josh DeMall. There we go. Oh, okay. Boom, got it. Well, right on the... my mind. Yeah,
2: boom, right there. Uh, <laughs> now I know that <laughs> right there's deep
0: under. Shit.
2: Yeah, I know that there's been some news recently, but nothing confirmed that uh Shiloh Buff might actually reprise his role. Is that correct? Maybe we don't know. Who knows? Know. Yeah, who knows? With Sam Witwicky. <laughs> oh, was was that Optimus Prime? Oh snap. <laughs> yeah, so Um I mean Go ahead. I don't know. Mark Wahlberg, I mean, I I didn't really care too much for the last Transformers movie. Um I was kind of blown away when the Transformers movies first came out, but as they kind of progressed and came out with new ones, like I've just kind of lost interest, so you know this one's gonna have to do a lot of things right to win me back over, I guess you'd say,
0: yeah, and it's kind of with each sequel, there's just packing more and more in, and I feel like things are just too much, uh which brings me on to the next movie uh X-Men Apocalypse.
2: I did you guys it. watch it? I did. I, I can already tell you, Justin didn't see. <laughs> well, it.
1: I'm not an X Men fan to begin with. I'm the worst. I'm I don't sorry. think you're a he fan of movies. Like movies. Yeah, movies. Yeah. <laughs> and when a Star Wars movie comes out, we'll talk.
0: Yeah, we'll see you next December. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well. Uh, um, so, what did you think? But,
0: uh, well, overall thoughts. I, you know, it was a long movie, which was fine, but not time frame, like halfway through the movie did I like and dislike it, but there were parts throughout the entire movie that I'd say halfway I didn't like and halfway I liked. So say like 20 minutes in, I liked, and then the next 10 minutes I didn't like, and then 20 minutes I liked. So it was just really chopped up with a lot of scenes I didn't care for.
2: Yeah, I kind of, I thought the pacing was a little strange. Um, I liked uh, I liked how they introduced a lot of the, the new characters that we haven't seen in previous X-Men movies with you know, since first class, like obviously Jean gray and Scott Summers, the Cyclops. Like I like the, the way that they kind of introduced all them. Right. Um, I loved, I didn't think I would like him cause I didn't really care for him in the last movie, but I loved Quicksilver's character. Um, yeah. I thought no, that
0: was very good.
2: Yeah. I thought he played a really big role in this movie uh, more so than the last movie. Um, my biggest complaint, and it's no shock if you've seen the trailers is that, Do you not think they could have went without showing that Wolverine was going to be in this movie and how they revealed him in the movie? It would have just been perfect just to be surprised by that?
0: Yeah. uh, It it was a bigger role in the movie than I thought it was going to be, but it wasn't that big. I was a little worried that it was just going to be like a small thing like him in the bar as in, uh, what movie was that, The First Class? Oh, just had, like, the... a one-liner.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. But
0: now this was a little bigger spot. I don't really want to ruin anything for anybody, but um it was nice to see. There was some cheesiness to it, but it was so, like, they brought the stuff that people visually wanted. Yeah. And I, uh, you that... know, without giving away too much, I was just kind of like, eh. Like, I thought it was a little too much for what it was. Yeah, that was the first um, thing
2: I noticed was his, his, his uh what he was wearing when he first came in um that was the big thing that i kind of noticed was what he was wearing uh and i know that obviously they did that for the big comic book fans right and i know that you're not a huge fan of like sometimes you like a movie to present itself differently than what it does in the comic books just for the sake of the realism aspect to it and i just thought that that was definitely a not a, a, a nod to the comic fans for sure
0: yeah that's just why i liked brian singer from the get-go. Uh, with his first two x-men movies he was not even an x-men fan he said he never read the comics and stuff when he was a kid but he got the opportunity to make the movie and he wanted to the reason why he put them in like black leather and stuff was he didn't want it to be a cheesy rip right out of a comic book with all the yellow and blues and everything you know he wanted it to be more realistic as realistic as it can be i guess
2: yeah um what was Um, uh let me ask you your thoughts on uh, what about casting choices for some of the main characters? What what was your thoughts on some of them?
0: Yeah, so we all know Sophie Turner, if you're a Game of Thrones fan, she plays uh, what? Sansa, Sansa Stark. Stark. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I think as far as her acting in this, it could have been better. I, I think she was just like a big name. They brought her in, but she, she just didn't do anything for me as the role of Jean.
2: Yeah, I don't I kind of I think she did great for what material she was given. I feel like I feel like as a character that she for the first half of the movie was kind of handicapped. Like they they didn't really have much for her to do until basically towards the last part of the movie. Um Right. You know, and I thought honestly, I thought uh Cyclops played a bigger role than she did in most of the movie uh leading up until the end, I thought. Um Yeah, no, I agree. You know, and I actually like the guy that played Cyclops. I've never been a huge Cyclops fan because in the original Brian Singer movies and one, two, and three, they always made him just seem. I just didn't like that character in any of the movies. And this one, I actually, I actually really enjoyed.
0: Uh, Yeah, I I liked that character uh, in the cartoon and just like growing up as a kid, I, I I thought he was like a really cool character. But that movie made him out to be just somebody nobody liked.
2: Yeah, and. And I thought it was kind of interesting. I kind of liked the development between Jean Grey and Scott. Obviously, we know that, you know, they, you know, have always had a thing for each other. Um the one thing that I thought was kind of strange and of course in the timeline is you've seen that kind of that kind of thing between Jean Grey and Logan and uh there's obviously a huge age gap there. Um right, <laughs> because she's yeah. still a kid at this point. Um but she is able to see into his mind and she says specifically you know, I just gave him a little bit of his past back. So I'm just kind of curious to see, you know, how that plays out. Um, you know, because we know, you know, you know, the next, the next uh, movie is going to be Wolverine three, which is, I think they're going to do old man Logan. Is that right, Maxwell?
0: That's all the rumors are pretty much geared toward that. Um, there have been pictures that just released um, of him on set, but he's just in like civilian clothes in this Um And he's got like a bag lunch with him, but he's got this like pretty thick beard. It's not the traditional like mutton chop looking thing, but he's got kind of like a thick, full beard. Uh, Which everybody wants, Old Man Logan. And if that's the case, this is going to be like fifty-ish years into the future. Um, we do have uh, Patrick Stewart coming back as Professor X. They have casted him, and this one, which gets me. really interested Stephen Merchant Uh, for you that those of you that do not know Stephen Merchant, he was a co-creator of the British series of uh, the office. He was a star in hello ladies. um, And he's going to be running around with Wolverine. I don't know if he's got a smaller part, if it's a big part, but I mean, this is another comedy actor that's getting a role in a serious R rated movie. And it's kind of reminded me of Danny McBride being in Alien Covenant, like we talked about last
2: year. Yeah. Week. Is is that, you want to refresh my mind, is that the tall, lanky guy with glasses yeah. that's just like yes. really awkward and funny? Really yeah. funny. Yeah. Okay. He did
0: lip sync battle with uh, Jimmy Fallon. That's yeah. So yeah. good. Have, yeah. You,
2: have you not seen Hello Ladies? No, I think you may have. It's like six episodes. Go watch it when we're done. It's already been canceled, right? Yeah. It's, it's like got a... to be great then. <laughs> Well, no, I he, I find him really funny. I think he was in... Was he in the movie The Hall Pass, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he was hilarious in yeah. that movie.
1: Uh, Maxwell, have you seen Life's Too Short? No. Check that one out. It's it's okay. really good. Yeah. Is, is it a
2: movie or a TV show? A uh,
1: TV show. It was, I guess, season as well. They, they ended that one on their own. It has Warwick Davis uh, from Star Wars and Harry Potter, and then it has Ricky Gervais and Stephen Merchant. It's really, really funny.
2: Okay. Well, I'll have to check that out. But, yeah, I'm excited for Wolverine 3. I do believe that they've said that this will be the last wolverine movie that Hugh Jackman will be in, right? Supposedly?
0: Yeah, the last, yeah, movie for him as Wolverine period.
2: Now, is this supposed to take place, I assume, in the timeline? This is probably supposed to take place beyond uh Days Future Past, I assume. Because well, I would assume that's so because question, because in cause... Days of Future Past he was not old in that movie, so I can only assume that it would have to take place after that unless they just right. unless they just screwed up their timeline. I don't know.
0: Yeah, this is like far farther into the future, like fifty years, so it would put like Professor X at like a hundred years old or something like yeah. that. So ever and then there's just like a few from the original story, I don't know much about it, like the comic that was written, but um, a lot of the other X Men have kind of long since passed.
2: Yeah. Well one of the the last thing that I'll say about the movie that I thought was interesting is I was I was really confused, and this doesn't really give anything away. I wouldn't consider it a spoiler. But at the end of uh, Days of Future Past, they bring Wolverine up from the water, and they put him on the boat. And you see Stryker, which is the guy that's obviously responsible for putting him through the Weapon X program. And right before the movie ends, you see his eyes light up, indicating that Stryker is Mystique. Okay? Right. In this movie, they did not address that at all. mm At all. And there was a recent interview done with, uh, I think, the writer of the movie, and he said that they didn't feel the need to address it, and it wasn't anything that necessarily they messed up, but basically it's the premise is is that no matter how much you reset the past, certain things are always destined to end the way they were supposed to, to end. Right. So basically she may have saved him in that situation, but if he was meant to go through whatever it is he was going to go through, he was going to go through it one way or another. Right. So, but still, I just felt like, I, I mean, for people that de- that's not going to go out and read that, I mean, people are just going to be thinking, well, what the heck happened? They didn't even talk about that. So I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting that that's something that they didn't even touch on. So, so, uh, Justin, right before we started, uh, yeah, some this, big- Big news, right? Big,
1: big news. Um, <clears throat> Jake Gyllenhaal is going to star and produce uh, a film adaptation of The Division, the game that just came out a couple months ago from Ubisoft. Uh, I didn't know they were going to make a movie for this game.
2: It must be because the game's not doing well.
1: <laughs> <I don't, laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I think it's doing okay, but uh, I just didn't know they were going to make a film for it, and I did, definitely didn't know he was going to star in it. Um,
2: I, could, I don't know how that's going to turn out. Yeah, I mean... To me, the division kind of uh, it, to me it kind of is like I am legend, but without vampire things. I mean it's just that <laughs> post post-apoca- post-apocalyptic world where yeah. you know everything I, I think it could be if done right, I think could be great. Um, I hope that it is better than Prince of Persia Oh, definitely that that movie <laughs> was uh, garbage. Have you ever seen that movie, Maxwell? Yeah, I, I thought it was all right. Well, you have terrible standards. I'm just kidding. Thank you. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, he's not. You know, whatever happened to that franchise? Uh, they made it into a movie. <laughs> they made it into Assassin's <laughs> Creed, basically, yeah. right? So, because that was I until you brought that up. I'm but,
1: calling it now: Prince of Persia reboot at E3. <laughs> no, I'm
2: kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> that's why. That's why uh, Ubisoft took a year off from Assassin's Creed to make Prince of Persia. Oh my god! It all makes sense now. And it there, wasn't
1: because they were, t- you know, just taking a creative break. It was yeah. to milk some other franchise.
2: Yeah. Well, that's going to be interesting. I'm sure there's going to be more news kind of roll out around that because I mean, literally, that had just came on the web when before we started this podcast. Yeah. So More to come on that. Um, one thing that also I was uh, I read today, and this is just stepping back a few things about um, Transformers, is that there's been early talks, nothing confirmed, that. In the future, they they, it may be possible that they have a a TMNT and Transformers crossover.
0: Oh my gosh. (laughs) Michael Bay, come on.
2: (laughs) Stop it. I know, right? So, I mean, if you think about it, the last movie had a lot of nods to Transformers as far as the sounds, and Shredder was basically a Transformer. And, you know, so...
0: (laughs) Well, maybe we'll end up with a battleship as well. Yeah,
2: it, yeah. I forget. We watched that together, didn't we? And that was basically you know that was basically Transformers like five. So yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, now uh, I think that's all we got for movies. Uh, let's talk a little about some games. Yeah, let's talk about games. Some video games. Yeah, let's talk about something that I'm not a huge. I'm not gonna say I'm not a huge fan of, but it's not in my wheelhouse. Oh my god. Because I don't play it that much. Cut but me deep. but but uh, Xbox One has a price drop. Uh, it used to be three fifty to get into an Xbox One with a five hundred gigabyte terabyte, five hundred gig <laughs> hard drive. Sorry, uh, and now it's two ninety nine. So it was a fifty dollar price drop. Yep. And uh, do you think this is a sign of what's to come? What they're going to announce at E three?
1: Oh well, I mean, it's probably time to drop the price anyway. But yeah, I'd say that helps.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I have a feeling they're going to announce a. You know, there's been rumors that they're working on two consoles. One that's going to be more powerful, it's going to be released in 2017, Uh, but then one that potentially may be announced at this E3 uh, that's going to have a 2-terabyte hard drive. Um, You know, so I could only see, you know, them dropping the price, getting ready for that next one, uh, you know, to come up. Uh, EA, you know, at E3 obviously is coming up, and I do believe that uh, Microsoft... uh, has officially had VR developers creating content for a potential uh, Xbox One VR headset. Is that right?
1: Well, I mean, nothing's official, and it's just rumor at this point, but on the E3 website uh, a couple of days ago, um, <clears throat> a few prominent VR developers were listed as developing games for Microsoft and uh, you know, possibly the Xbox One, so it does
2: add fuel to that fire. And, you know, the fact that I can't stop but think that since they have two consoles and one of the consoles is dramatically more powerful than the other, that it has to be for something. And that's something I think is going to be VR. So, uh, more to, th- mm. let's move on to something I really don't care about, which okay. is watch <laughs> a good segue. Yeah. Which is watchdogs.
1: Yeah. We don't have a lot to talk about except for a uh, popular YouTuber. Not going to lie. I don't remember his name. Uh, received a gift today from God, is it Ubisoft that makes that? Uh, yes. I uh, received a gift from them. Basically, uh, it's just a promo thing, but it did have the Watch Dogs 2 logo, and then uh, Ubisoft was asked about it, and they said, "Yeah, yeah, we're making it." <laughs> they confirmed it. Well, that's
2: that's fine. I'm never gonna play that game. Short and sweet. That's how we like our segments. Yeah, just like my penis. i don't even know what to say there we're not getting that real next uh travis you want to talk about rocket league yeah let's talk about rocket league which is a game that i don't play um i do have it on my console and i played it maybe for five minutes however uh one of the really impressive things about rocket league is that it has raised 110 million dollars in sales um, and that is across uh, PC, PS4, and Xbox One. Now, uh, I do believe that Rocket League, I think, was added to P- or Xbox One last, I do believe. Yeah. Um, it was free on PlayStation for a while. Yeah, too. it was free on PlayStation for a while. You think I paid well. for that? Y- yeah, no. no, I definitely did not. So, uh, But obviously, Rocket League has clearly been successful. Um, according to a report that Forbes did, um, you know, they're planning on making a possible spinoff that's more like a, a football game.
1: Um, they did do the basketball expansion didn't they yes they have did. have you played
2: it I have not me neither um, but it sounds interesting yeah. I mean I'm not huge in the soccer but I am huge into uh, games that are hectic uh, and <laughs> but, that game is hectic super hectic yeah. uh, one of the geometry really- wars yeah, gosh. <laughs> one of the really cool things about that game, though, is they did have a couple little uh, add-ons that you could get, and one of the add-ons, you could actually get the um, the DeLorean from Back to the Future, and when you actually got up to top speed, your car would basically uh, have all the motions like it's about to go back in time, which is pretty pretty, awesome. pretty sweet. You, wouldn't, you don't even like Back to the Future, whatever. No, I do. Okay. <laughs> Maxwell, do you like Back to the Future? If not, you can just hang up right now.
0: Uh, you know what? I'm
2: not a jerk. So yeah, I do love it. Good. Well, now that we've got that out of the way, but yeah, um, huge success from, uh, from Rocket League. Uh, it's continues to be one of the top downloaded games, uh, for all free-ish downloads. So addictive. Yeah, it is addictive. I have tons of friends that play it. I just don't really get into it. Maybe I need to give it more of my time, but there's just been so many games coming out. But, uh. But yeah, so I just thought that was really interesting that uh, they have sold five million units and raised 110 million dollars in sales. So for a game that you know came from a studio, I don't think it's a popular studio. I don't believe um, they it, are now. Yeah, it's Sonic's P S Y O N I X. So it's like Sonic's, I think. But yeah, but yeah, just really interesting article. So I guess uh, maybe I need to try to give Rocket League a uh, a try. So. Yeah, I want.
1: To, I definitely want to try the basketball expansion. I haven't done that. Yet. I think that was a free update, wasn't? Wasn't it?
2: I do believe so. Hmm. Hmm. Free. Hmm, free. Would you try it for free? Uh. Yeah. Okay. Well, so uh, I know that you're a big uh, Steam person, oh, as yeah. am I. Maxwell, I don't think probably even knows what Steam is. You know what Steam <laughs> is? I
0: downloaded it one time. The interface, and then I get emails all the time saying that something I w- had
1: my wish list is on sale. Yeah, also that people in Russia are trying to log in as you. <laughs> Probably. Sometimes you'll
2: get those. Yeah, but there's been some really interesting news about uh, Steam and a website, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, GOG and Steam, I don't know if they've partnered together. Good old together games, to- right? Good old games. I don't know if they partnered together or GOG just said, like, F it, we're doing this. Uh, basically, GOG is known for their DRM-free... Uh, platform which is nice and people because that's like the one thing people don't like about steam but gog has implemented a new surf today called gog connect which allows you to import your games from steam and then it gives you a gog copy and on certain games that are eligible you get those uh, as drm free
2: yeah yeah that's really interesting uh the fact that they're kind of partnering up i mean when you look at these games a lot of times you think that they're direct competitors, right? Yeah. So
1: well, I don't know if they're partnering. I just, I mean, so. I mean, if GOG just gives away a copy of a game on their service, they can do that.
2: Yeah. I guess they can do what they want since it's their website. Uh, yeah. current games that can be copied, uh, right now with, uh, GOG connect include braid saints row two and the witness and more to be obviously available in the future. I assume. Yeah. So, but that's, that's pretty big news. Cause steam obviously is a, as a giant and, uh, you know, G O G. Have you ever bought anything off G O G?
1: Yeah, uh, I bought The Witcher three on there.
2: Oh well, that's a good old game. <laughs>
1: yeah, that was the that was like the preferred platform
2: of CD Projekt Red
1: because uh, I guess they took out like well, just a little cut of the funds uh, instead of Steam, which took out a bunch.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's really awesome. I kind of look forward to that, uh, especially if I can get some free some free games.
1: Yeah, on May the fourth, they usually do a big Star Wars thing too, where they bring games that weren't on PC before and they somehow make them on PC. So.
2: Oh, well, that's good. It's super good. Yeah, so let's talk about a company I'm not crazy about, but I do like some of the games. Let's talk a little bit about E3. Um, E3 and also a company called EA. Okay, I wonder if you, yeah. Yeah, Um, some news specifically around, um, obviously, some of the things that we're going to see at uh, E3, but also some things that are kind of interesting around the launch dates for some of these titles. So... One of the things that I found interesting and yet strange is that EA is planning on releasing Titanfall two and Battlefield one within three weeks of each other.
1: You know what it sounds like? Sounds like what? They're just sending uh, Titanfall out there to die. I don't think that's it. You know why? <laughs> I'm not interested.
2: <laughs> well, let me. T- well, let me tell you why. Yeah, is because Battlefield one uh, is of course due out on the twenty first of August or sorry October. Um, and Call of Duty Infinite Warfare is out the 4th of November. So I think what they're trying to do, uh, because Titanfall is going to be releasing on the 11th of November. So I think what they're trying to do is... going to get slaughtered. Yeah, I I think what they're trying to do is, they're, is they know that Call of Duty, even though it's going to be in space and it's going to be terrible, well, in my opinion, uh, I think they're really just trying to have two titles out there um, while Call of Duty is out because... You know, even though a lot of people talk a lot of crap about Call of Duty, it's still going to be one of those games that will sell, regardless of how you feel about it. It may be the biggest selling game of the year. Oh yeah. Um, and I think if they can get Titanfall out there while these two juggernauts are being released, that that maybe they think that it's going to have some sort of positive impact. I don't know, but. You know, to me, it's just a interesting play. Um, and, you know, the... Uh, the this Chief... Titanfall, it's not Xbox exclusive, right? It's every... No, it's, it's everything. Mm. So, um, you know, what's interesting is that the financial officer for uh, EA said that they're not uncomfortable putting out two games up against Call of Duty. They think that there's nothing wrong with that. So... I think it's going to be interesting. I never played a, a lot of Titanfall. Maxwell, did you play Titanfall at all? No, not really?
1: Uh, no, actually, not at all. Yeah, I, and Justin? I wasn't crazy about it. I regretted my purchase.
2: Yeah, there's a couple of friends of mine that, that absolutely love the game. I got the game free when it came It came with my Xbox, and I n- maybe played it less than an hour. Yes. So if I could have sold it, I would, but it was digital. Yeah, that's how so, list. was. Uh, so yeah, so... I'm really excited about Battlefield 1. Um, there's also some news about when we'll actually get to see some gameplay. Uh, Maxwell, do you want to talk about that?
0: Uh, yeah, so actually one of the big things with Battlefield 1 is we're going to get our first view of a 64-player match. Uh, they're going to do this on Sunday, June 12th. Uh, EA is going to host it, um, and it's going to have some known YouTubers. I'm not sure. The I haven't looked at the list of the YouTubers. Uh, but some known YouTubers, streamers, and some other special guests, um, and it's going to be a live stream. And it's at two p.m. Pacific time, five
2: p.m. Eastern time. <laughs> well, that's uh, you know, June twelfth. That's actually right in line when E three is, and that's yeah. actually, I think June twelfth is a Sunday, maybe. Yeah, I think E three starts I just said June... that, even. <laughs> oh, did you? Okay, yeah. I think E three starts the fourteenth or fifteenth. Yeah, so they're doing it right January up. 13th, I can't yeah, right up to when when E three is going to start. Um, I'm really excited to see because I mean, all we've seen of the game thus far is rendered trailers that say these. This is in game engine, but yeah. we don't know what actual gameplay looks like. Yeah, I can't. I can't wait. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, what games do you guys want to see at E three?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, that is a good question. So I'm... many uh, games. Well, that's a lot. <laughs> well. I will tell you and I know Maxwell and I probably will have this one in common. I wanna see Last Guardian. Yep. Are we gonna see it? Yeah, oh yeah, we're gonna see that. Yeah, I mean I I'm really excited about that game. Uh I think we're gonna see some big news from Rockstar. Yeah. We're yeah, we will. We're also gonna see from two K games, uh we're gonna see Mafia Three. Yeah, that looks great. And Civilization 6, which I don't play Civ anything.
1: Like, what's your wish list? Like, maybe an IP that hasn't, you know, been out in a while. What's
2: something you want to see? Um, that's a good question. A game that I used to get into a while back, uh, was Tekken. Maxwell, did you and I ever play? Did you ever play Tekken? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, supposedly we're going to see Tekken 7. Um,. Uh, and then possibly also maybe a tech and VR game, which I don't know how that works. Ooh, that'd be neat. Yeah. Uh, but one thing that I know Maxwell and myself would probably be excited about that I'm anticipating on hearing, and there's a lot of rumors, is that they're really looking to have a lot of attention to a new Resident Evil game. Oh, that'd be awesome. Going back to, like, go. to the old school ones. Yeah. So Resident Evil 7, uh, supposedly we might see something... Um, we might see something at E3 about that, since it's technically been four years since Cap- since Capcom has released Resident Evil Six, so I anticipate seeing something there. Um, I think we're also going to probably see some Witcher Three uh, more DLC for that, probably. Okay. Because uh, we did we just had some released, right?
1: Yeah, the, the big one I'm just after the new one, but yeah.
2: And then the last thing that I think I would I would like to see. Uh, I would like to see something about Mighty Number Nine. We'll we'll get into that later, but uh, you know, I think this year is going to be a big year for VR. I do too. Um, I think we'll see a lot of
1: VR titles, and hopefully, we'll see some major developers jump on. Uh, Hopefully, Oculus Touch gets a release date. That would, I mean, that will change uh, the VR battle between Vive and and Rift. Um, You know, I'm looking forward to seeing Zelda. I cannot wait to see that game in action. I think it's going to be just fantastic. And for my wish list, I hope we get uh, Socom Remastered. Had to drop it. (laughs) Hashtag Socom Remastered or Socom 5, whichever. Just give me one. Um, I'm also looking forward to seeing Ghost Recon. That looks pretty great. But then here's an obscure pick. No, I'll save the obscure pick. Bioshock. I want to do Bioshock.
2: That's been a while. It
1: has been, yeah. But um, my obscure pick is I want to do Mod Nation Racers for PlayStation yeah. Remember how fun that game was? Like the customization options and the, the uh, track maker and everything? Well,
2: I know one thing that you're uh, you're excited about that you haven't that you haven't mentioned. Uh-oh, what? Dishonored 2.
1: Oh, yeah, Dishonored 2. Yeah, the first one was fantastic. It was great.
2: Yeah, I didn't play Dishonored. Uh, now that you told me, I might pick it up because I think they re-released it for next gen. Yeah, it's
1: Generate. $40 for the remastered version. Yes. Yeah, so. I think it has all the DLC, which it should.
2: Yeah. One thing before, Maxwell, you get into some of your your wish list one of the things that i wanted to mention real quick is that uh is activision isn't pl- isn't planning on running a booth on the show floor this year good uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to see anything from call of duty infinite warfare or skylanders I always forgot about skylanders especially now that disney is not in the toys game yeah and the weird thing about that was disney was
1: the top selling toy game Just, yeah. series and i mean you almost had to think that lego dimensions and skylanders couldn't you know may not be far behind
2: yeah and for our friend uh emily aka mystique siren i bet you there's gonna be some talk about either destiny content or a proper sequel to destiny you said it didn't you, you i just had to say it i had to throw it out there i had to you know but Maxwell, yeah,
0: be careful using that d word in here yeah.
2: destiny yeah uh, but um emily's all I'm about to bleep long... you out every time you say it yeah <laughs>
0: i got a pretty long list, actually. uh, I've been working on it for the last couple days, what I really wanted to see with E3. Um, It starts off, it's um, the obvious one, Mass Effect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and then um, that's it. That's all I got. (laughs) That's one heck of a list. As far as I got. Uh, But it really, you guys know how I am with the games. I, I buy like one or two a year, but I'll play them until the disc doesn't work anymore. And then some friends might buy me a game for my birthday or Christmas, like Alien Isolation. I'll play 20 minutes of it with that friend and be too scared to ever play it alone.
2: <laughs> you know you know what I would like to see, and I think they're planning on adding support, but uh, the Oculus in that game... Or PlayStation VR in that game.
1: Oh, man, yeah. That would be brutal, though.
2: I, I would need to get a bucket to sit on so I can poop my pants while I play that <laughs> yeah. game. I think
1: it's compatible with... Uh, it's called uh, Vorpex. It's a, it's a mod somebody made for Oculus where you can play uh, non-VR games in VR. And I want to say wow. Alien Isolation is one of the better working games with it. Oh, well. That's fantastic.
2: That is fantastic because, actually, I have that game installed on my PC. And, funny enough, you're going to let me borrow your Oculus Rift while you're gone next yeah, week. it's so, upstairs right now. So maybe I'll just play that and just call Maxwell and cry.
1: If you want to buy a Vorpex license, feel free.
2: Oh, I'm sure I can find ways to get that. I tried. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I didn't try. I tried legally, of course. Yeah. Now, one game that I, I, I know we're going to see, but I want more information about when it's going to be available is the PS4 exclusive game called Horizon, the one it's like, looks prehistoric, but there's robotic dinosaurs, and yeah. that chick's like firing a bow and killing all sorts of stuff. Um, that is, I think, done by the developers of Killzone, which is Gorilla. Uh, that's going to be their game, so I'm kind of excited for that. Um, for Microsoft, I feel like we're expecting to see a lot of things from them. Um, there's talks that there's going to maybe be an announcement of Halo Wars 2. Oh, that'd be great. Um, Age of Empires. Yeah. that that be nice. Uh, Scalebound, um Recore, which Scalebound and Recore I think Emily mentioned when she was on the podcast yeah. a couple weeks ago. Uh a new Forza possibly. Ooh, what about Elder Scrolls? Think we'll get one of those? Uh no. Oh, bummer. What I would like to see them do is announce an HD remastered edition of Skyrim, even backwards compatible, I don't care I just want to yeah. play it. Um Crackdown 3. Oh, I forgot about that one. Yeah, I know. And then I think there's an Xbox exclusive called Sea of Thieves as well. I think oh, yeah. that's a rare title,
1: Isn't it like a pirate game or something.
2: Yes. Yep. Um, and then of course, we're going to see things about Gears of War four, obviously. Mm. So, an impossible hardware announcements from Microsoft. Now, one of the things I do want to mention about E three is N- Nintendo has said that they are not going to show anything off about their new console. Yeah. That they want to primarily focus on Legends of Zelda for Wii U, so my question to you two is: is how do they fill their time? What are they going to talk about? Zelda.
1: I mean, I could talk about Zelda for an hour if you want me to.
2: I mean, I just.
1: Well, the the, the shows usually run around sixty minutes. Uh, I mean, that's a good question. I, I don't know. <laughs> they never. They, I, they have played.
0: something. Something coming out with the, for the DS or something. Oh, that'd be Surely. cool if they
2: announced like a 3DS game as well. New Animal Crossing would be great. Oh, my God, please. Um, yeah, So your
0: wife can play that for six more years? Yeah, so I can,
2: <laughs> so I can play games while she plays. Um, I, I'm really wanting a, re- a new Red Dead Redemption. I know we've talked yeah. about it, but that's probably...
1: Or even, I mean, yeah, I want that, but I just want a new Rockstar game in general because all of their games are so good. Yeah. So, a new Bully, that'd be cool.
2: Yeah, you know, I never played Bully at all. It's on sale right now on PSN. Oh, well, I guess you'll have to pick that up for me. Thanks. Oh, okay. All that's right. how that works. Yeah, that's exactly how that works. All right, I'll
1: get that if you pick up Dishonored.
2: Okay, fair enough. All right, so anything else you want to add to your really long list of uh, games you'd like to see at E3, Maxwell?
0: Oh, um, <laughs>
1: actually, yeah, I don't about? know if I'm... Because he only had did one thing on his list. Effect? Yeah, I think did you did. Did it Mass Effect? Is it Mass oh, Effect
2: okay. Abdominus? Is that what it's called? Are you joking? No. What's it called? andromeda andromeda what i say abdominus i don't know (laughs) you're just messing with (laughs) abdominal muscle you know what how sweet would it be though if when they talk about the new mass effect game they say oh well while you wait you can play through the original three on your ps4 you just want that to happen because you missed out on it. yeah yeah. i didn't want to embarrass myself by saying that yeah all right well good so now that we've gotten that out of the way also, anybody that's listening, we would love to hear comments from Thank our fan know. base around what you guys would want to see at E3. So Maybe some titles that we didn't mention, some titles that you're super excited for. Uh, I'd also be anxious to hear um, what are some titles that haven't been around for a while that you'd like to see a new version of. I know Justin mentioned... <laughs> Socom. <laughs> Socom. Mod Nation Racers. Yeah. Uh, Come on, Sony. Twisted Twisted Metal. I'll pass, I'll pass. I'll pass. Um, so, yeah, so we'd really appreciate some feedback because we're not getting enough of it, and I want some. So, just throwing that out there. At uh, I want to say it was last year's
1: E3, uh, someone in the crowd, It, it was. My, uh, Sony said something like, one more thing, and uh, someone in the crowd uh, yelled out, so come. That really happened.
2: Well, maybe one day you'll be that guy. <laughs> it It was me. <laughs> no. It was you, yeah. All right, well, let's uh, let's talk about some PS4 news. Um, so, PS4 Share Factory uh, just got an update, and if you're not familiar with what Share Factory is, it's the app that is built into the PlayStation that you can download that allows you to edit your recorded videos on your PS4. Um, historically, in the past, you've only been able to do 15 minute clips and upload them to YouTube or Facebook. Uh, now. You now have the ability to upload a 60-minute file, which is a pretty big deal because since the PS4 has been out, you've been limited at 15 minutes. Um, one of the other major improvements is you now have the ability to do picture-in-picture, picture, which is really cool, and you also get the ability to do chroma key support as well. Um, you know, so what's really nice about that is they're really kind of you know doing updates. For people that want to upload their videos of them playing games uh, and not feel like they're limited to a 15-minute window. And they've also added the ability to do um, you know picture in picture and some other things. Now, one of the cool abilities is the Chroma key support, and what's really interesting about that is that it allows you to add a second track of video to play alongside your primary video. So what that means is if you're really talented, you can actually insert green screen effects, which are really cool. So, you know, it it sounds like it's very minor, but for somebody that wants to really get their video out, if they're a YouTuber, if they're somebody that's doing Twitch or whatever it may be, uh, you know, by having that update, it really allows them to kind of, you know, take those videos kind of to the next level, so. uh, Also, uh, moving on from that, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about, uh, since it's obviously the beginning of June, is wanted to talk about PlayStation Plus games and games for gold games that are free this month. So um, it's kind of a big month, honestly, for both consoles. Yeah, Um, PlayStation
1: really uh, came out
2: strong this month. Yeah, they, they're giving away a $60 game, which is pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, they made I guess they made a deal because it's the NBA Finals. Yeah. So they're giving away uh, NBA 2K16. Yeah, way to steal my thunder. <laughs> no problem.
2: Yeah, so for the PlayStation this month, uh, spoiler in case you all didn't already know. NBA 2K16? Yeah, NBA 2K16, which, Justin, you play a lot of that game, right? I love those games. Yeah, so... So there's that. There's also a game called Gone Home, which you've also played as well. Yeah,
1: that's a great game, too. It's very uh, atmospheric. It's just really good.
2: Yeah, so so far we got a $60 game, a $20 game. There's also a game. A really
1: good $20 game.
2: Okay. We also have a game called Echo Chrome, which I have not heard of. Eh. That is a $10 game. Uh, We also have Siren Blood Curse, episodes 1 through 12, which is a $20 value. We have God of War, Chains of Olympus, which I believe is one, the Vita, I believe. That is a $15 value. And then we also have Little Deviance, which is a PlayStation Vita title as well, which is $1350. So that is $138 worth of games that you're getting for free this month on PlayStation. Now for Xbox, uh, Games for Gold, we have <laughs> Goat Simulator. Oh. <laughs> Maxwell loves a goat simulator, don't you? Do you like to simulate uh-huh. your goat? <laughs> Only in private. Okay. That is a ten dollar value. Um you can't put a heavy price tag on simulating your goat, but uh yeah, so the, the crew, uh which is the ra- the the open world racing game. I have a friend uh Kevin who loved that game, so I'm gonna have to download it and check it out. Um it's the Crew, which is a thirty dollar game. Uh we also have Super Meat Boy, um, which is another word for my penis. Um it's a fifteen dollar value and then uh we also have XCOM Enemy Unknown which XCOM is a pretty big game right uh for some not for me okay what <laughs> i don't know what type of game it is but i know uh, it's has got pretty good reviews i don't
1: know there's a couple different ones i think some are shooters and some are uh, real time strategy games
2: yeah this one uh this one looks like it is the um it kind of looks like it's the top down action game is what it looks like uh, it looks kind of like a strategy game So, but I know it's got aliens in it. So, I mean, I'm down with aliens. So, so yeah, so that is a $95 value. So we got PlayStation coming in at $138, Xbox coming in at $95. So go out and get those games before they're gone. So get them while they're getting good, I guess you'd say. (laughs) I guess that works. Yeah. I guess that works. So, so yeah. So, uh, Maxwell, I want to turn it over to you to an important section that we want to have about things.
0: Okay. So normally we do pick of the week.
2: Oh, I was late. That
1: was bad. Oh, that was Let's do that again. Poorly done.
0: <laughs> pick of the week.
1: What is wrong with you guys? That's, that's, that's
0: good. <laughs> We're fine. Yeah. Well, conveniently enough, with your poor. It's anti pick of the week.
2: <laughs> Ooh. Da-da-da.
0: Yeah. So the games that you would, or shows or whatever, that you would not recommend interesting think think about that for a second all y'all on the radio all you listeners out there with your ears oh my gosh just take a moment and think about what would you what game or disappointed (laughs) tv show or movie would you just say you know what friends i don't want you to watch that any michael kane movie no i'm kidding You (laughs) you sound
2: like marty huggins from uh the campaign (laughs) <laughs> so you push son.
0: it, push it real
1: good. <laughs> That's exactly right.
2: That's exactly right. Um, well, who wants to start us off? Who's already got one? Uh, I'll go. Okay.
1: I'm gonna say. Uh, well, we talked about it a little bit before we started recording. I'm gonna say Assassin's Creed One it uh it was extremely hyped up it looked wonderful it you know it should have been all of these great great things and it i mean for the first maybe 30 minutes it was it was fantastic and then it just got really old and repetitive and um you know when two came out that was just much much better but for one i'm just gonna say uh, assassin's creed one
2: okay but you do feel like they've improved over time uh, up and up until Unity, yeah,
1: except for Unity, but Liber- or, is Liberation is that the new one, or what's the no, new one called? Syndicate. Syndicate. That one's great. Have you played it?
2: Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, I have. A, my friend Ben, he he has the game, and he's got kind of mixed feelings. I feel like so far. Oh yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. So my my favorite Assassin's Creed game still to date is Black Flag by far. I just like the pirate aspect of it. I think that it was just a great game. So what about you, Maxwell?
0: Um, mine would definitely be. I, oh my gosh! It was a game that I was the most pumped for. I Had the biggest letdown it was uh, aliens colonial marines.
2: Okay, now how would as far as level of disappointment, if you had it, if you had to compare another point in your life where you was disappointed, say maybe when you had a ninja turtle van full of animal crackers that you didn't get. <laughs> would you say it was your disappointment for aliens colonial marine marines was higher or lower than that point in your life
0: i don't think anything can compare to the <laughs> disappointment and sadness i felt that day with the ninja turtle van
2: okay well that's well that's good that this is the only second most disappointing point in your life
0: yeah so, so it could be it could be worse right so
2: uh so what were some of the things that stood out to you that made this game such a disappointment uh, everything or <laughs>
0: Yeah, graphics, gameplay, story, um, the the AI behind the aliens.
2: Because the big thing in that game was you were able to basically play any of the type of characters you would play in, or see in an alien movie, right? Whether it be a colonial marine or a um, an alien, and they it they had every type of alien that you've seen in the movies too, right?
0: They had additional ones actually uh, that weren't in the movies that they created just for the game.
2: That's well, a right. shame. It's a shame that it yeah. was that bad. I know that uh, it was bad enough for somebody to go back on the PC version and basically redo the whole thing to make it not suck. So it must. Right. So yeah. it must be. It must have been a terrible game for somebody, to, a fan, to want to do that. So, you know, mine would have to be. Um, honestly. Uh, I don't want to... It's kind of hard to say it's the most disappointing game because it's not technically out yet, but Mighty Number 9 has been a big letdown to me so far, and I haven't even got to play it. The biggest reason is is that uh, the Kickstarter campaign was done two and a half years ago, and I think within the first 24 hours, they met and exceeded their goal by far. And they even had stretch goals. Those stretch goals were met within the first couple days that the campaign was out. But yet this game has gotten delayed, I'd say three or four times. Um, It's supposed to come out, I think, the week after or the week of E3. Um, And, you know, it's just to the point where this game has been delayed so many times that the excitement I initially had for the game going into it is no longer there. Um, It's to the point where I'm not even looking forward to it because I just feel like when it releases you know it's just going to get pushed back again or i've been waiting this whole time and it may not even be that good so uh, that that is my pick and it's not even a game that's even been out yet but i've just been let down by the fact that i've had to wait so long for it so cuz i felt like if the game was delayed that many times that you know they should have done something for the people that backed the campaign whether it be release a, an alpha or a demo or something to kind of hold fans over but they didn't do anything um, so by the time this actually release releases I think that I think it's been out for or the campaign has been going on for three years since that you know has been back so it's just it's just been too much waiting for me honestly I mean Maxwell, you're probably gonna you're probably still excited regardless I assume um,
0: you know I'm a little excited for that, but I can understand the uh, frustration of waiting for a long time because um, I thought you were gonna be ton talking about that. Like two minutes ago,
2: <laughs> I, I hate, you. I hate you so big, I hate you so big,
0: all right, but m- I think that has uh been it for our uh
2: topic of the week, dun, 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 dun. Dun. Oh. yeah, that was terrible. We gotta work on that yeah, <laughs> we need to actually get an official one we can just play so we don't screw it up every week, yeah, all right, so Justin, why don't you uh why don't you talk to us a little bit about things? So last
1: week, we started a new segment uh, called Ode to a Classic, and our very first classic was uh, The Legend of Zelda. We also talked about a Kickstarter campaign for Legend Maker, which we talked about briefly at the beginning of the show and how we're going to have a guest tonight. Uh, That guest is Justin from Dream Mix Games, and he's here with us tonight to talk about his game. Now, you have until June 13th to donate to his Kickstarter, and I hope you will, but first of all, tell us, uh, what is your game and what made you decide to make this?
3: All right, so basically, Legend Maker is a game where you can create huge action-adventure game worlds, and then you can share them with your friends and stuff. And if you want to, you don't have to create the worlds, and you can just download the game worlds. And also, you don't have to make, like, a giant world. If you want to make something small, you can just make, like, a dungeon or something like that. So it can be as big as you want it. It's just a game where you can share action-adventure games, basically.
2: Well... That's really – that sounds really legit. Um, That was actually going to be – you kind of jumped ahead uh, to one of the questions that I was actually going to ask is that – so you will be able to actually download other people's maps uh, and adventures and stuff as well. Is that what you were saying?
3: Oh, yeah. Basically, it will be like, uh, say, Super Mario Maker where you can – this is like an integrated system. In the future, it will be like that. But right now, you can already do that. But it's ma- it's more manual, and we have like a tutorial on the Kickstarter for
2: that. Well, that's really sweet. So, if you don't mind me asking, without getting into too much detail, uh, how big is uh, so? This is obviously uh, you know a pretty big undertaking. How big is your team that uh, that you have you know to to get this done?
3: So, right now, we have a team of six people, and that includes me.
2: Well, that's sweet. So. Uh, is this the first game that you guys have kind of worked on?
3: Altogether, yes. I've created games before, but they've been smaller scale, and it was a lot longer ago, so they're really not, you know, the kind of quality that I want to have now.
2: Oh, well, that's awesome. So, all right, well, I, it, yeah, I mean, I think we've we've kind of tackled the fact that, you know, this is kind of a spin on Mario Maker, but I'll be honest, um, I'm not nearly as big as uh, of a, a Mario game as I am a legends of zelda game which this kind of takes me back to a link to the past which is one of my favorite zelda games of all time and the yeah. fact that I literally get to kind of create my own world and my own adventure uh is pretty awesome so uh has so obviously you know talking about this kind of looking like a legends of zelda type game uh you know have you have you had nintendo approach you about this or are you kind of in the clear since you're not using anything zelda specific that was just something that that we were kind of curious about
3: yeah so originally um, Legend Maker was a Zelda fan game, and it was called Zelda Maker. And this was back in October. I think I created everything in like two weeks. And <laughs> I released a YouTube video for it, and I released a really quick demo for it. And Nintendo, like one of their lawyers, sent me an email and said, you know, you're using Zelda, or like Link from Zelda, and you're using our sound, so you can't do that, basically. And so they blocked the download, and they blocked all the videos from YouTube from every country. So they might as well be deleted, basically. And so for a long time, I was just kind of gathering, you know, people to start doing it again. And eventually, I think it was in January, I did a stream for Legend Maker and it was the very first stream that we were going to do for the new game. And I started to gather more and more people and now I have a team of six people And now I can work on the game a lot more fluidly because I have people that can make assets for the game, and uh, it's running so much smoother now. And but no, I've not been contacted by Nintendo since then. But I was originally contacted by Nintendo um, when it was Zelda Maker.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say, hopefully, yeah, you're in the clear. I mean, because you're not using any Zelda properties at this point. It's your own. You've created everything that's in the game now. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Exactly. So, so we're in the clear now. But basically, what we're trying to do now is we're trying to distance ourselves farther away from Zelda as far as we can. So
1: sort we shouldn't like, we shouldn't compare this to the Legend of Zelda.
3: <laughs> well, I would say it's definitely inspired. We, we're not going to deny that. You yeah. Know? But we're trying to do basically what Freedom Planet did to their Sonic fan game. So if you, if you guys have played Freedom Planet,
2: yes, or you seen anything about it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Well that I mean yeah I mean that's a great model. Um you know and I you know honestly asking you that question I didn't ex- I didn't expect such a loaded answer uh, about all that stuff that kind of happened at the beginning of this. That's <laughs> yeah. that's really interesting to hear and I'm glad that you obviously didn't let um that take the wind out of your sails too much and that you decided to pick it back up and it seems like since then it seems to be running uh, much much smoother so that's good.
3: The game runs much smoother too. Oh,
1: well that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um so you know you did release a demo which is something uh, every Kickstarter campaign I've backed before, I don't recall ever getting a demo, which is it's nice. Has this helped you? You think, or has it hurt? Or because I played the demo, I liked it. Um, is, do you think that releasing a demo, showing that you do have something already to show for it, is that helping you?
3: I definitely think that if people see the video and then they are like, "Oh, I don't know if I want to back this because I've never played," you know, I don't have the gameplay experience. I've never played the game. And I think if they play the game, they can fe- like have a feel for it and kind of feel the gameplay, and hopefully that helps them decide that whether or not we're going to do something that they like, basically yeah. based on the gameplay alone.
2: Well, I think that's something that's definitely unique. Kind of like, um, kind of like Justin said, you know, that's one of the very few things that you don't really see on Kickstarter is you know a lot of times people are quick to put their videos out or whatever idea they're trying to you know get out there um but you don't really necessarily see any anything tangible that you can put your hands on and actually play so i think that's great that you guys are doing that because Um, that's definitely not something that uh people seem to be doing enough of nowadays so that's i just
3: feel like yeah i just feel like there's so many games without demos or anything that i can try and i don't really trust (laughs) like i don't trust that enough without playing the game a lot of the times unless it's like I've played a game by the company or whatever before, and I know it's good. So I have like that feeling that this next game is going to be good. But even then, you're taking a chance. So you don't have to take a chance with this. You can just download it.
2: Yeah, and one of the things that uh, we've talked about on a couple previous uh, episodes of our podcast that that I immediately got behind and there wasn't a demo for, and it turns out uh, I'm still waiting, is uh, Mighty Number no. 9. I'm a huge, huge Mega Man fan, and obviously, I don't know... I'm not like you. I don't know what goes into developing a game. I don't know all the things that go into that, but the fact that I backed that game so long ago, not having a tangible demo to play, and it's been delayed multiple, multiple times, and I still don't have a game to play or any anything that I can tangibly touch or feel or see how it is, and I'm still waiting for it. I definitely feel like it's really gutsy for you just to go ahead and put a demo out there. I think that's really awesome.
3: I'm really not pessimistic about Mighty number no. nine, but I'm just kind of skeptical about it
1: Yeah, I am because Duke. it's
3: been so long. Uh, it kind of reminds me of, um, Duke Nukem. Oh is. yeah. Oh my God. But, it, but it's been a while, like in development hell. I'm also s- sort of skeptical about, um, reminds me of last guardian. Oh, I really hope that does well, like as a game, yeah. because it's been in development hell for forever. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's a game that's been brought up on our uh, on our podcast several times. Me and another guy, Maxwell, that's on the show, uh, we're huge uh, Shadow of the Colossus and Ico fans, Damn. and Damn. Uh, you know we have been waiting on this game forever. And it's to the point now where, like you said, it's been in development hell for so long. It's like even if it does see the light of day and come to market, which I think it will, is it going to be the game that we've been waiting on forever? You know, is it going to be good? You know, so yeah, yeah. But uh, well. So one of the things that I wanted to know is, um, when it comes to developing a game, uh, you know, there's different routes that you can take as far as what platforms you want to support. Um, are you mm-hmm. planning on releasing to like Steam? And if so, are you going to plan to utilize the Steam the Steam Workshop? Are you going to release on consoles? Like, what's your platform kind of look like uh, for the future?
3: So as for PC, we're definitely planning to release on Steam and integrate Steam Workshop. Um, as for consoles, we'll have to if we if we integrate the uh, we'll we'll have to integrate the level sharing and everything like that. So we'll have to find a way similar to the way Mario Maker does it on Wii U. Um, and we'll just integrate it into the game. And but it'll be the same way basically. Either way, if you play it on PC, it will be inside the game. Like you won't have to go out of the game to download levels. So so yeah, we're playing in both Steam and Steam Workshop and console support if we can get the funding for it
1: yeah with, and with steam workshop i mean like basically you could complete the game and then basically hand it over to the fans and it, it would be a whole different animal a year from now because they would just create so much more content for it correct
3: oh i'm so excited yes <laughs> yeah i'm so excited for it
1: yeah steam workshop it's, it's such an amazing uh concept i love it um one of your uh, one of your goals uh, we noticed was to uh, <clears throat> if you reach a certain amount of funding you're going to have a campaign. Have you already begun mm-hmm. working on that? Like the story, are you going to bring in like you know story writers or how's that going to go down?
3: So basically, for the campaign, I, I don't want this to be too confusing. Like you can create your own campaign in the final game, regardless. Yeah. Um, but what we were planning on doing is making our own campaign, like official campaign for the game. Or just, like, something that comes with the game so you don't have to just be like, oh, I got this game and there's nothing out because it's, just like, the very first day or something. And I'm sure there will be levels out the very first day uh, because there was on the uh, demo. But I, I want to create something that we have made or whatever, like, something official. And regardless, we're going to make, like, small little, you know, dungeons if we don't do that. But um, I think what we want to do is I think we want to wait till after the Kickstarter is over to know if we're going to get that kind of funding or not, then start the story process making that.
2: Yeah, I think that's good. I mean, especially for somebody that's kind of um, new to this genre, as far as create your own adventure type game, I think, I think by having an official campaign, it kind of lays the ground of kind of the possibilities uh, of what you can do with the game, because to have a game that has an official campaign that is literally using all the same gameplay mechanics and tools that you guys have built into the game to make that campaign, I think it really just kind of showcases the potential of what they are able to create on their own. Uh, so I think I think that would be a good idea uh, for sure, um, especially because obviously you guys want to. You guys probably have a maybe a, a story in mind or something that that maybe might be unique and and you never know. I mean, depending on you know how how people react to that campaign, you may be able to sell the game based off just them wanting to play campaign. through that alone. Yeah. So I think, I think it's fantastic. Um, aside from, aside from Nintendo giving you trouble earlier, uh, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've faced uh, developing this game so far?
3: Okay. So the biggest challenge would be, I would say not even inside the game, I would say the biggest challenge would be the Kickstarter basically. Cause it's a lot harder than we thought it would be, <laughs> just getting the word out. Um, but inside the game, I would say it would have to be, weirdly enough, like, what would seem to be like one of the most simple things. Uh, the walls in the dungeons, right? Yeah. Where We just didn't know the kind of system that we wanted to implement, and so we tried so many ideas for um, what we could implement. We ended up going with an idea from someone on Zelda Dungeon. Uh, Someone suggested that you just, like, because originally the walls, if you made them and they didn't like, they didn't fit right, you know, if if they didn't fit and didn't look right, like graphically, they would delete themselves. And so we ended up going with an idea from someone on Zelda Dungeon that said, well, why don't you just, you know, have like an X over the wall? And so you can't, like, it, it just looks wrong, but it doesn't delete itself. So you can just fix it, basically. And so, yeah, we went with that, but that was that was like probably the hardest thing, and then the save system is also confusing just because of game maker it's It's just a weird um weird way to save with game maker, but we ended up figuring that out, and yeah, it seems to be pretty good now
2: yeah, and that's the i mean, like I said, I'm not a developer, so I'm sure there's tons of little things that you would probably run into that you wouldn't even even think about going into it and it it's really cool that somebody from you know, somebody that had either played Zelda Maker, you know, offered up a suggestion that was able kind of, you know, to help you along that way and help make the decision in order to get that, you know, taken care of. Um, And this isn't on any of the questions that I was going to ask you, but I was kind of curious for myself since you kind of already addressed, um, you know, being able to uh, download like other people's maps and campaigns and things like that. uh, Do you, do you see, uh, obviously if this takes off and you continue to kind of improve the game, do you, do you see this maybe being a game that you may eventually be able to play like co-op with somebody or be able to play alongside each other in in different maps and things like that?
3: We have that idea is like a far off stretch goal in our camp, in our Kickstarter. And we haven't said anything about it yet, but it's just an idea that's on the table. Um, co-op would just, it would be very difficult to do, but we would love to do it. We would, we would really enjoy it if we had the time to work on it and we didn't have to have, you know, another job while we're doing lunch at the same time. So it's, it's on the table right now, basically.
2: Yeah. I think that's a lot of things that sometimes people don't take into consideration. Like there's a lot of single player games that people play thinking, Oh, this game would be so much better if, you know, if it was co-op or, you know, Oh, there's three people in the party at all times during this game. Why couldn't they just have two players? Be actual people, but they don't really take into consideration all the things that actually come along with that, and what kind of task that is for a developer. So, yeah, uh, I think yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's super interesting. All right,
1: uh, that's actually all the questions we have for you today. Um, is there anything you wanted to add uh, to this? Anything you want to? Yeah, uh, I know you want to promote your Kickstarter. Is there anything else you want to uh, want to let us know about this?
3: Um, I just want to let you guys know, I guess that we're working on it right now. <laughs> we're actually working on a video, so. Yeah, we're, we're still going, even though the Kickstarter is going.
2: Okay, well, we'll make sure that... Uh, we're definitely going to make sure we can plug it as much as, as we can. I mean, I definitely feel like it's something that, that I personally want to see you guys get to your go for because it's it's one of those games that I could see my myself uh, spending tons of time in, not only playing campaigns, but also making my own. Because, like I said, to me, when I look at this game... I don't know anything about developing. I don't know anything about coding. I don't know anything about that. But the fact that I can have tools in my hand that allow me to create my own personalized campaign or world to me is very, very intriguing for somebody that doesn't know anything about how to actually yeah. develop a game. So to for me, I'm super excited about it. So,
3: And that's what we want. We want people to be able to do what I'm doing and what we're all making for so much easier than we have to do like we there's no math involved there's no logic involved you just put down stuff and then play the game
2: yeah and then one of the other questions that i that just kind of popped in my mind that i wanted to ask you is uh so you said you have a team of six um are these Mm -hmm. just people you kind of met along the way or you know are these people you've you've known you know for a while
3: basically it's like an 80s movie (laughs)
2: yeah that's just
3: people i've met along the way basically well
2: well you 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 caught me just by saying 80s movies because those are my favorite (laughs) things so all right well we really appreciate uh we really appreciate uh your time um now obviously we know that you have a, a kickstarter page uh set up is there anywhere else that uh people that listen to our podcast is able to find you do you have a facebook or uh you know any type of page like that where people might be able to look at more information
3: Oh yeah, so we have a Facebook page and we also have a Twitter, and both of those pages are at um, facebook.com/dreamixgames and then twitter.com/dreamixgames. And then we also have a YouTube channel, and this is where we post most of our updates and everything. And we'll also post these to the Kickstarter a lot of the times. Uh, and that is youtube.com/dreamix.
1: Okay. And you also have a subreddit for the game, right?
3: Yeah, it's just uh, Reddit.com slash. I think it's slash r slash Legend Maker. Yeah, I
2: think so. <laughs> Everybody's got that subreddit. I know, man. <laughs> I love Reddit. <laughs> well, uh, Justin, we really appreciate you being on, and we look forward to all the good things that's to come from your studio. And we we really are really hoping that you get to that uh, get to that goal, so I can get my hands on this game.
3: Oh, me too. All
2: right. Well, thank you. it, Justin. Thanks. Right. Well. That pretty much wraps up this episode, episode six of Nerds with Mics. We did it, guys. We did it. Success. Great success. Ooh, Borat. Yep, Borat. So I uh, want to thank Justin from Dream Mix Studios for stopping by, um, doing big things there with this uh, with this game. I'm super excited about it. I hope those of you that have listened and went to the Kickstarter campaign and has, uh, has watched the video is ex- excited as I am. I would uh, highly recommend downloading the alpha, trying it out. Uh, And then also, if it's something you think you want to do, make sure you back these guys. Um, You know, I appreciate smaller studios that are trying to make it big and, and not going the way of trying to have somebody else publish the game. So, you know, make sure that you back that campaign, show your support. Um, we would love to hear any feedback that you guys have around our episode, around our podcast in general, around our website, uh, if we should continue to let Maxwell do this with us, or Justin, if I should take a break, you know, whatever, just let us know. Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, I, this just took a dark turn, didn't it? It did. Yeah. So, and we're all fired. Yep. Good news is you fired. <laughs> Bad news is you got one shot to get your job back. I don't even... That's not bad news, is it? <laughs> Sounds like pretty good it, news. Yeah, anyways. Uh, Maxwell, did you have anything that uh, you wanted to add? Did you have anything you wanted to plug, like your face?
0: <laughs> um, No. I was going to plug something, but I'm not going to say it.
2: What? Do you have something going on?
0: No. Um... <laughs>
2: Oh, he was talking about. Oh, he was talking about <laughs> butt stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's a
0: different kind of podcast that um, okay. that I'm running, and I need you guys to follow that one. Uh, no thanks. Jeez,
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right, so dudes uh, with boobs. Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, that's Maxwell's side project. We are not affiliated (laughs) with that. But um, if you guys don't care, let us know which game uh, you are most looking forward to seeing at E3 or which game you wish would make an appearance at E3 that no one knows about yet. Um,
0: Or when the hell are we going to get an E4?
2: (laughs) Yeah, when is that going to happen? Yeah, I mean, there's been too many E3s now. (laughs) Yeah, and uh, so next week, uh, Justin is going to be out of town right that's right I'm on a boat yeah so next week it's just going to be Maxwell and I so I'm kind of excited for that it's just going to be you and I baby
1: I can't wait hopefully
2: there's no plugging going on yeah bumblebee tuna (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know oh man
1: we're getting a little uh, slap happy slap happy this is one of our latest uh, episodes that we've done yeah but yeah anyway uh, follow us on Twitter and Twitch like us on Facebook Uh, we now have an Instagram it's nerds with Mikes. in case you couldn't figure that out uh, Anything else, guys?
2: Yeah. Do you want to let them know about that thing that we have on our website now called the official store?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Travis right now is wearing a really cool t-shirt, and you, if you go on Facebook right now, you'll see it. But um, we now have an official store. Go to com and click on official store and buy some stuff.
2: Yeah, buy some stuff. And probably not next week, but maybe the week after, we may actually have a word from Maybe a sponsor that we might have.
1: Yeah, we might be bringing some uh, special deals to you guys. So. Special deals. Special deals. And we also have uh, something special else we'll talk about deals. a little bit later. But for now, we're just going to tease you a little bit.
2: Yeah, teasing. A little foreplay. I don't even know what that means.
0: Teasing and a pleasing. That's what I like to call it.
2: Yep. All right. Well, thanks for listening. And have a great
1: time. Sorry we probably offended you.
0: <laughs> and bye-bye now.